Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. Hi everyone, Josh from the future here. We had a little issue uh, with one of the recordings and it didn't quite make it, so fortunately this week we had a backup running, so we still do have the uh, first episode of our new campaign. Going forward, hopefully this won't happen again, but this is why we have backups, people. Alrighty, thank you and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D. Uh, this week we are starting a brand new homebrew campaign. Now, to give you guys a bit of a uh, audience, a bit of an insight as to how we'll be doing this, we're going to be doing a similar thing to what we've been doing where we play the campaign for a bit and we take a bit of a break, play with something else, come back to the campaign. The idea is to ensure that no one gets burned out and that when life rears its ugly head in such a way that we can't all be available, we have something we can do. So I thought that was a, a jolly fine idea that um, means that no one is hopefully inconvenienced. And speaking of people not being convenienced, how about we introduce you to those people? Um, we'll start with our new friends and then we'll work our way onto our old friends. Um, Dame. Hello. Hello. I don't think I needed to clap again, but I did anyway. Uh, my name... <laughs> my moniker on the internet is Dame, because my real name is kind of a pain in the ass to pronounce, and let's not bother with that 14-letter monstrosity. I go by Dame Ramasama handle on Twitter. I am playing a furball barbarian today. And is there anything else you need for me? Um, you do you do t Twitch streaming still? Oh, so intermittently. It's okay. mostly just for fun. And, and you still do art, I believe. Yeah, and that's all on my Twitter. Excellent. And and people should go commission your art because I've seen it and it's lovely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Excellent. So, tell us about Mags. What, what is she all about? Alright. Mags is a furbolg, so she is a gentle giant of the forest. She feels most at home when she gets to sit in a place filled with nature. She can commune with the earth and animals around her. She's not bad with people, but she's not great. She deals with people okay, but for the most part, she will decide, I don't want to, I really don't want to hang. Um, <laughs> she uh, is an outcast from her tribe, where she originated from, because they were a tribe of pacifists, and she rose one day to defend them, because they were, uh, they adhered so much to their tenants that they wouldn't even fight to defend themselves. And Mags did not agree with that. She fought. She won. Yeah, you saved the day, but also now you have to leave. So here she sounds is like, on an adventure. Sounds like a bit of a raw deal. A little um, bit, yeah. Okay. Um, when now, okay, now in our character creation thing, I use some questions from another game called Legend of the Five Rings which um, I thoroughly enjoyed, and I, I love the way they do the character creation. They essentially give you 20 questions and references to where in the book you can find the answers that you want to use to put your character together. So um, when people look at Mags, what is the first thing they notice? Probably her size. She's roughly seven and a half, seven and a half feet tall, 300 pounds. She's 
enormous and furry. Awesome. Furbogs are pretty cool. And I do remember when you played this character um, when we met, which was the D&D stream for the non-toxic gaming group, which was which yes. was a lovely event. I liked it very much. Thank you. Hopefully you will, we will enjoy this almost as well. Well, uh, hopefully more, actually. <laughs> Excellent. And speaking of people from... And speaking of people that I met through that event, um, Jacob, can you introduce your character, please? Yeah, um, I'm going to be playing Conlon Alshart. He's a halfling warlock. Excellent. What, what What is he all about? Why is he out adventuring? Well, he's mostly out adventuring because with a lot of halflings, we have a lot of siblings, and basically he's like, hey, I kind of want to be out and go around and see things. Um, he tends to want to travel a lot because he's very used to living in his kind of like secluded area where they're in a forest and like it's actually not a real friendly place. There's a lot of wild animals and stuff and he's actually going about because he's interested in traveling and kind of one of his patrons things is they kind of want him to explore and see more areas. Now, you are not just a halfling, you're actually a winterborn halfling, if I'm correct. Yes? Yeah, um, the winterfolk halflings are from, oh, uh, what was it, the Midgard, hold on, sorry, Midgard yep. Heroes Handbook. Um, yes. which, so... which is a supplement I thoroughly recommend, because it's wonderful. So they're a little bit hardier than normal halflings, um, they're kind of a bit more stoic, and... So they are used to having maybe not as much finery as other halflings have, but they're still usually pretty good about going around. Yeah. I, I kind of saw them as little Russians, actually, because they, they <laughs> the, the way that the book writes about them is like, you know, these are, these are stoic, fatalistic people in a cold place. And I thought that could be Russia or Finland, really. Yeah, I mean... Seems like either one could probably apply. Yeah. Cool. And um, when people look at Conlon, what's the first thing they notice? Well, other than he's not very tall. Well, yeah, of course. But um, he's also wearing quite a lot of, like, heavier furs because, like we discussed, he's from an area that's very cold. So <clears throat> kind of hard to see basically just a mound of, walking fur with eyes poking out originally. Lovely. Excellent. Uh, I, I should have probably asked you this, Dame, first. D does Mags have an accent or a voice? Why, yes, she does. Okay. I'm slowly practicing that, so hopefully when I get to break it out, it's not too terrible. <laughs> it's okay if it is. That's kind All of right. fun. And, um, Jacob, d does Conlon have a voice? Does he have an accent? He might later on. Right now, I'm already trying not to be <laughs> sick, so we're going to just try and talk normally this week, and maybe next time we'll be able to do a voice. There's a variety of accents you could choose. My, my, in my mind, halflings are generally kind of like Irish, Welsh, or Cornish or something. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, moving on to someone we all know and regard. Um... Ethan, <laughs> I feel a little embarrassed. Guess like uh, my character background is also comes from a forest. 
But like the... you might get along very well with the first character then. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm showing up with Mouth, a piney ranger. Pineys are like they live around uh, in a sacred in like a forest that essentially uh, is. It's not just that that's where they live. It also like they're tr- they're like tree people, is in that they basically look like dudes, but also what if a dude was half a tree? That that is not a bad summary. Yeah. Uh, where did you Where did you get this race from? I know, but you know, just for, for uh, the thing you linked me. I don't know what it was called. Uh, Tales of the Old Margrave. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, the Margrave is what the the forest is called. The, they have the a bunch of great. they have a bunch of old weird traditions, and they basically are like everything we want to do is just to preserve the forest and this this specific way of life. Uh, when pioneers travel outside the Margrave, they sort of their, their their bodies start to shift, and they start to look more like just regular dudes. Yes. So, yeah, they um, don't like going I, I outside like, much. Sorry. I was going to say I quite like pineys, and I really really like the Margrave supplement as well. Uh, I'm actually going to be recording like a secondary series of sessions in there as well, and I was going to call it the five stages of Margrave. Good lord. It's it's that's a, that's not a good pun, guys. That's terrible. Uh, okay, so when people look at mouth, what, what's the first thing they notice? Uh, two branches jutting out of his head like antlers. Uh, okay. Hair like moss, uh, a leafy beard, and although oh, he does wear yet. leather armor, you can't quite tell where the leather stops and the barky skin begins. Excellent. If you bleed him, you gonna... if you cut him, does he bleed sap? Probably. In fact, I'd say yes, because he, he does photosynthesis. Oh, well, okay then. So I suspect him and Mags are going to get along famously. Yeah, I think I found, or at least Mags is going to find him quite lovely and probably talk to him way too much. We'll see. <laughs> G- given given the way Ethan plays stoic characters... <laughs> Gary wasn't stoic. Gary was cool. Gary was pretty cool. <laughs> Gary was a madman. With a stick. Um, and last, but by no means least, Tyler. Can right, speaking, speaking of Mad Men, it's, it's yeah. Tyler. Because, yeah. you yeah, know, so... he's clearly a corporate man in a suit running an ad agency. Actually, Mad... Actually, John Draper's a wonderful parallel to your character. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be playing Michael, and uh, he is an ASMR... I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, wizard. Mm-hmm. Your character does Excellent. ASMR. What? <laughs> yes. Cool. Um, ASMR are like half angel people. There's quite a few different sources they're found in. Um, now you, I am going to ask the question that I asked everyone else. Uh, what What's Michael all about, though? So he's kind of a wizard, but. Uh, he's he's kind of like a traveling wizard and he basically is not a, like he wants to present himself as this cool you know oh, I'm here to save the day you should all you should all help me you know you should all give me money for saving you but he's uh he, he's more of a trickster kind of kind of guy where he'll uh you know a lot of illusions instead of actual spells going on yes now um 
What was Michael's biggest accomplishment? Well, so he ran a town. He was he was uh, he made himself governor of a town by, uh, uh, you know, he uh, persuaded all the people to think that there was a dragon, and he uh, he defeated the dra- the you know illusion illusion dragon, and then made himself uh, governor of this town. What I like to think of Michael, like my my kind of headcanoning of it was he was near the ballot box, casting mm-hmm. friends on people just before they vote. He's like, hey, hey, hey Michael, but, how you going? Uh, you know, it's, uh, hey. it's good to see you, my friend. And, friend? You know, yeah, because that spell only lasts one minute. When everyone is counting up, they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> so I, yeah. that, that, was, that was something I took a, a great deal of. A great deal of joy in. Um, when when people look at Michael, what is the first thing they notice? So, in terms of physical description, he looks like a human, uh, just with paler skin and purple hair and beard. And uh, like uh, in terms of clothing, it's like a big kind of like the classic wizard robe, with but with uh, with in purple and with gold accents. Excellent. I love the purple beard. Thank you. I wish I had known everyone's characters' names were starting with M. <laughs> oh. You missed out on the uh Oh man. The theming. <laughs> Let me notice now. <laughs> yeah. Quick, make him a uh, Monland, yes. <laughs> please please don't. I'm I'm gonna already be like mixed up a lot. <laughs> okay. So um uh, guys, we are going to be getting kind of into this a bit. Now, um, this is going to be a bit different from our last campaign. Uh, in the notes I sent each of you, I said this will be a bit more interesting. Because I do want you guys to be thinking about food and essentially how you're going to deal with being outdoors a lot. Because this may be a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit of a walking around kind of campaign. Now, we'll, we'll see how that fits. If it works wonderful we'll keep it if it doesn't work we'll kick it in the head and say josh that was a silly idea don't ever try that again um also in my notes i said also we might get a bit adult with things like drinking smoking and gambling cool Um, i am not averse to other things but look i am not going to be graphic in my descriptions of that because my little brother's here and i would feel very uncomfortable i mean I was going to make a joke about mouth and giving wood, but I'll... There we go. And I was so just going to say, I'm drinking, smoking, and gambling right now. <laughs> we're playing, yeah, we're going to be playing D&D with blackjack and hookers, etc., etc. Um, probably more of the first, not so much any of the second. Yeah, you have to teach the hookers how to play D&D. That's going to take a while. Roll this D20. Try and roll a 20. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dame, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you oh, no, implying. I'm just <laughs> shaking my head over here. <laughs> and unfortunately, because I've got video feed to two of you, being Jacob and Tyler, and I can't see the rest of you. Yeah, but all good. Um, okay, so I said this was going to be kind of like a point five session. Um, the way you guys know each other 
is you pretty well all woke up in the same clearing. Oh, I see uh, the drinking started the, already. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. The, the idea of this is that you guys were all brought forth from different realms into one. Um, so it is a bit of a new kind of thing. I've deliberately kept a lot of details of this world away from you guys because I want to give you more of a chance to explore and discover things. Um, for people listening on, this is an amalgamation of a lot of um, Wizards of the Coast and Cobalt Press material. <laughs> so if you see monsters that are not referenced in the, the classic D&D handbook, uh, just feel free to go and buy a bunch of stuff from Cobalt because they're great. I wish they were sponsoring me because they, they might give me a book or something. That'd be lovely. Um, but yeah, so the, there is going to be a sense of exploration to this and I, I wanted that to be nice and fresh for you guys. So I do apologize for any confusion this causes at first. So with that, I'm going to read out the, uh, the, the hook text that I sent each of you. Each of you felt it, that pull, that sensation you had somewhere to be. Each night you saw her and each other in your dreams. Her emerald eyes, her emerald eyes looking into you as she laid the cards down in front of you. You could smell tobacco and perfume as it clung to the air. Find me in the last round house. Through the haze and the shimmer, I, Madame Ren de Jouer, Josh's French is terrible, call you. Now, you guys met up essentially in a clearing. Now, your visions were essentially kind of like a shared communal experience. So you know what each other looks like, and you kind of know each other's names a little bit. But a lot of these things that who your characters are are going to open up with you. So... The way, this, the, the way this felt is, and as I also wrote down, um, you met up on the road, but you don't remember where. It was like a dream within a dream. But you recognize the look in each other's eyes. You all seek her. Each of you made camp one night, suspecting nothing. Each of you felt heavy that night, and didn't see the haze rolling in around you. The next morning, you all awoke, and found yourselves a short walk from a small town. The land around you had changed. You all notice it's hotter here than back home. The ground is drier, the grass and trees scrubbier. You can feel as if all life around you is trying to draw as much moisture as it can from the air. You can now hear a small, the small town waking up, people going about their business. As you look to the town, you see the words above a squat-looking building saying, The last round house and I leave it to you hey guys we found it already man's quest was easy <laughs> oh why is it so hot here <laughs> pushes like some of the furred hood back just oh looking around it's like, well, I've never seen this much dry ground. What is this place? <laughs> We're a long way from home, mate. 
<laughs> Bless you. Said a voice from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. Well, so how how are the rest of you feeling? You've just woken up in a very strange place with people that are kind of strange to each of you. Well, uh, who who are all of you? Uh hi. <coughs> uh hi. I'm uh. You ever made a piney before? Pine tree? Yeah, I've made plenty of pine trees. No, sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You all, you all get the weird dream too with the lady. I bet you all got the weird dream with, with the lady. You all want to go in this house? I I have lots of weird dreams with ladies, but uh, yeah, this one yeah, was even wasn't weirder. exactly one of them though. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember those. How many of your other dreams have we all seen each other in? Wait, I don't think I want to know that answer. Let's just go. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were asking me or asking them, sorry. I was going to say, you you wouldn't be able to put a number on it. It just seems that... It, it just seems like it's it's kind of like those dreams that you wake up from and you remember a few details, and then you remember nothing. And then out of the blue, you suddenly remember a lot about it. So you don't know how long you've had this dream, but it would definitely be quite some time. Well, I got nothing better to do. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Let's just get into that roundhouse. Don't even know what I'm at. I don't think any of us do. Wait, I just remembered. Uh, Pineys are illiterate. I don't know what this building is. <laughs> Help! You you've seen the same squiggles so many times, probably. Quite but likely. Think, why why don't we head that way? It seems morning. Do I, do I, I guess. Do I have to make a perception check to recognize the last roundhouse? <laughs> <laughs> You can if you like. I'm not going to stop you. Sure, all right. Actually, make it an intelligence check. Oh, that's really hard for me. That 19, we're off to a good start. <laughs> this is definitely right, the place, well. guys. <laughs> Wonderful. E even though it was rolled in the wrong slack room, I'll, I'll still allow it. That's okay. Um, excellent. So, yeah, um, Matt, you definitely know that, yes, these are the exact same squiggles. So I'm going to keep track. And once you build up enough of, like, a working knowledge of an alphabet, we, we might change the illiterate thing. I don't know. I don't, want, I don't want Mouse Brain to get too infected by strange foreign concepts like literature. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth also does audiobooks. Okay. Fair enough. Actually, Mouth does audiobooks. There's a spin-off podcast. Um... So, are you all heading along to the town? Aye. Yeah. Right. Cool, good to see the accent coming out, Dane. Um, Thank you. The town has the feel of a place that is waking up from a prolonged slumber. Uh, ramshackle, derelict buildings rub shoulders with new housing. 
strangers regard each other with the wary caution of new neighbours. You enter the town from the west, that small tavern bearing before you the name of the last round house. Um, as you come up to the tavern, you can see there are a few horses tied up to hitching posts outside. Uh, none of them were stolen from you, so, you know, there's a difference already with our first episode. Um, there you go, Ethan and mm. Tyler. Um, the sound and smell of breakfast wafts out towards you from the double doors. Uh, the tavern gives a suggestion of relief from the growing heat outside. I mean, do we need to get our marching order figured out for how we walk into the last roundhouse? I'll barge in. I am not surprised. Um, you barge in, and uh, as you enter, you are greeted by a weathered-looking human man, who is probably the tavern keeper, given that he's behind the bar. Uh, he regards you all with a friendly but wary smile. Um, in the corner is an old bard, strumming away on a strange, outlandish type of lute, with a, uh, a circular body. Um, the strings have a strange, metallic twanging sound that is odd, but not completely unpleasant. Well, uh... Well, howdy there, guys. Welcome to the last roundhouse. My name's Riley. Hello, I am Michael, the Great Wizard. Perhaps you've heard of me. Can't say I've heard of any great wizards. But, uh... Well, maybe, maybe that'll change. What, what, what do you do, friend? Well, I'm a wizard. I do wizardy things. A, a, a mere mortal's mind like yours couldn't comprehend. Well, that may be so. But this mere model runs the only tavern in town. With the only alcohol. How much? <laughs> well, if we're if we're talking food and, and, and a few drinks and, and maybe board, I, I reckon we could uh, figure this out for maybe say half a gold. Alright. I'll drop uh, half a gold. That that would be five silvers. I know that. I'm a wizard. Okay. <laughs> he, he happily takes your coins and uh, puts a, a foaming tankard of ale. I mean, despite the fact that it's like, say, 7 in the morning, um, he's like, you know, it's after 12 somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, there's also a, a, a plate of breakfast. We're talking like, you know, bacon, eggs, baked beans, toast, that kind of thing. All right. Well, I'm going to eat. I don't know what you guys are going to do. <laughs> and uh, what can I do for the rest of you? Same same again? I'll just have water. Just breakfast. <laughs> okay. Uh, do he... do I need to order two breakfasts? Sorry, oh, I got a terrible one. Uh, do I need to order two or just one? You might want to order two. But tell you what, because I'm throwing in board, how about we just say it's like you give me a gold, I'll give you some change. How does that How does that sound for you? All right. All right. Uh, he takes your gold coin and he looks at it for a little while and kind of weighs it. And then, you know, he bites it, shrugs, and he hands you back two silver. Each of these silver coins is different from the other. So they're roughly the same kind of size and shape and weight. But you can tell they've got, like, different heads and different writing on them. 
Uh, Conlin, it's a similar thing for you when he hands you your change. Um, some of the silver coins match, but, but others are very different. And um, Malf, for you, he just he just shrugs and, and hands you a glass of water. D- don't worry about it. We'll, we'll just say it's like a silver if, if you want to stay here with your friends. Yeah, all right. Okay, then. So he takes your silver and he, he's happy. Uh, each of you is given a, uh, a glass of something to drink and, and quite a lot of food in the case of uh, um, Max. Excellent. So uh, what, what brings you to the town? Oh. Between bites of food, I'll look up and say, um, do you know a Madame Ren de Jour? He gets a little guarded when you just ask, and he's like, uh, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Like uh, I said, I run the only tavern in town. I see a lot of people here. Well, you would be the perfect person to know, then. We're kind of looking for her. Is that a fact? Yes. Well, a lot of people are looking for a lot of people, but uh, not everyone's finding them, if you know what I mean. I mean, I'm assuming there's a lot of people everywhere, but oh, since you know so many, friend. maybe you'll know. Well, uh, maybe if you make it worth my while. You, you tell me why you're looking for this woman. G- give me a good reason to believe you here, to trust you. Because look, you guys have just wandered in, you're eating and you're, you're drinking before it's 10 o'clock. You know, guys, a little self-restraint would have helped. But, you know, come on, g- g- give me a good reason to trust you. I mean, she invited us. Give me a... Let's call it performance. Because that's the only... Oh, oh actually, just a straight charisma roll with, with your proficiency and, and bonus bonus chucked in. Right. Uh, this, is, this is how we also make sure everyone knows how to roll dice in, in the Slack chat. Okay, I think that's right. Third. No, 17. 17. Wonderful. He's like, okay, look, I, uh... Look, you seem like an okay sort. You seem alright. Um, I'm gonna level with you. She's not here every night. It's kind of hard to know when she'll be in. But but chances are she'll be in a bit later tonight. You know? Because she hasn't been here for a while. Perfect. Does she perform or something? Probably not how I would describe it, but uh, let's just say people come from miles around to see her. Yeah, she yeah. She doesn't see everyone. If she, if she wants to see you, she'll see you. Where does she come from? Who knows? I, I've no idea. Like, we... The, the, the last man tried to follow her. Man, we saw that guy again, and, and he, he didn't know which way was up, down. He didn't know what his name was. I Look, she's she's not someone to mess around with, friend. I'll tell you that much. I mean, at least you saw him again. Yeah? Still mad as a hatter, though. Madder than a cut snake. Which is pretty mad. 
He is right, you know. Snakes get really mad when you cut them. Yeah. Do you have to go to wizard school to know that? Nah, growing up around here will will tell you to leave snakes alone. Yeah, I can back that up. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I guess you can't really tell with my size and my demeanor, but I was making a joke at your expense. Oh. Well. Um, sorry, I guess. I suppose in the future, uh, a no shit cut snake don't like being cut. Yep. All right. But yeah, look, it was a good attempt, you know, like, I, I feel I... better that you made the attempt. Uh, thank you. Ah, uh, it's alright, I'm not very good at this sort of talking thing. You're doing fine, you're doing fine. Uh, you know, lips are moving, words are coming out, it's good. I somehow don't feel so reassured. Uh, no, you're fine, mate. You're fine. Have another beer. On the house. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, goodness. It was a good joke. Just maybe don't tell them it's at their expense next time. Yeah, that, that's that's good advice. What sort of alcohol it, tolerance does an enormous bear person have, anyway? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you need to give Mags at least five of these. Yeah, She's probably this, sipping this, it like a thimble. Yeah, for, for her this would be... Uh, look, the, the ale itself, because this is breakfast beer, um, the polite way of putting it is it, it's like making love in a canoe. Mm-hmm. Fucking close to water, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yep, I was like, what? I was trying to remember the punchline of that one. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. Right, when you talk about breakfast beer, I just think about the that scene from The Wire where all the dock workers get ready for work. They pour an egg into a beer, skull it, and then knock back a whiskey. And now they're ready for work. Now you're ready to work with heavy machinery. <laughs> no. That's yeah, it's really not surprising just... so many of them get injured on that show. <laughs> oh my. If that's your If that's your morning routine, guys, like, I don't know. <laughs> I wanna I wanna think about a few things there. Excellent. So um he says, Look, uh, yeah, yeah, she'll be she'll be in tonight or worst case tomorrow night. But um yeah, any, anything else I can do for you? Could you tell us where we are? Oh yeah, sure. Um you're in the town of Oakville. you you're not the first to to to, to ask that. Where where did you guys come in from? From the west. Oh, oh! So you didn't. From the west. Yeah, just points right back out the door to the direction we walked from. Oh, so you you didn't come on the cart? No, we were walking. You walked in from the west. Yes. Bloody hell! He puts another beer in front of you. Like, don't, don't. Uh, he 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 looks like the, the the look I'm trying to give through the camera cannot really convey it, but he's like, bloody hell, mate, <sighs> and it wordlessly gives you another beer. Don't worry about that one either. You 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 need that more than I do. Clearly, I'm just gonna slide that over to Mags. <laughs> Thank you. You sure? Yes. <laughs> G- given All that. Right. You know, you're like seven feet tall. He's like three. Yes. 
she's you'd polite. Need... She wants to make sure he's he's not just giving it up because you'd need like say two or three of those in in a really really big coat to look like one of you. Which may happen at some point. Oh my gosh. Like... Okay. So, what would you guys like to do after you've finished breakfast? I mean, we got nothing to do but wait, so like, I don't know. Make like a tree and just stand around doing nothing for 17 hours? <laughs> I don't really know I what like Mouth does. <laughs> okay. so, I, I think it might be a good idea to look around the town to see what is here in Oakville? Oatville. Oatville, sorry. Yes. Nah, no worries, mate. People get the name wrong all the time. Because it would be good to probably figure out where we are and what all's around us. Well, uh, if, you, if you guys are looking for something to do, there's a farmer on the edge of town who went missing a few days ago. And uh, local sheriff's been away. There was some kind of caravan got raided a few days back as well. But, uh, you know, but no, it's, a, it's a nice little place. Yeah, definitely. De definitely go have a walk around. All right. Well, got nothing better to do. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for the, for the, you know, thanks for the water. No worries, mate. Step, like, stand, stand back up and just leave. I'm just going to leave. Okay, so you guys head on out of the town. You can hear the sound of a smithy uh, off somewhere in the distance. It's not too far away. Um, from here as well, you can also see a very, very large building, which is clearly like the, the town hall kind of thing. Uh, you can also see what looks like a small chapel and a general store. Well, I don't really think I need to buy anything, and Piney's don't exactly pray, so... Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? Sit around and wait for a plot to, to happen? <laughs> well, I think visiting some of the local places would hopefully help us. That chapel or the town hall probably has more information probably as to the area around us or at least people that have probably been here for a while I, I agree place... let's go oh. search sorry uh, I agree let's go in search of the plot <laughs> uh, Mags will pick out whichever building has the most interesting or recognizable foliage in front of it uh, that would be the chapel Oh, let's go there. Uh, you all head over to the chapel, and can I just get a quick religion check from each of you? Oh, good. Ten. Sixteen. Ooh, I roll nice. a nat twenty. <laughs> okay. Seventeen. Very good. Um, so Mags, you, you see this symbol on the chapel 
and you recognize this as well okay you don't recognize specifically the god but you understand what kind of god it's dedicated to and it's clearly a nature one uh there is a holy symbol uh, which is a large shield above the door and on this shield there's like a crossed set of like an oak and a, and a mistletoe kind of thing um you can tell though at a cursory glance the building is brand new uh though there is a human lady sweeping like kind of outside and she is wearing the raiments uh, and holy symbol uh, of a different priesthood. Uh, it's still basically nature god, though. Like, you can tell, like, she's got holy symbols all over her. They're not the one on the door, but they're, they're different kind of trees and whatnot. Um, and she looks and, and smiles. Morning. This is a good place. Thank you. Thank you very much. And she keeps kind of sweeping, feeling somewhat self-conscious that... Four strangers are looking at her. Can I help you? <coughs> well, we're new in town. Um, could you tell oh. us what this chapel's for? Uh, yes. Uh, the, the chapel is dedicated to the Dagda. Uh, he's, he's a god of... Uh, well, not so much god, more of a spirit. Or, or, or a force behind nature. So, uh, your, your friend here, and she indicates Malf. Um if he doesn't know about him, would certainly be familiar with the kind of uh, forces that he would be dealing with. Or, or the domain that he operates in. Yeah, kind of, but like, I don't know. We don't exactly, uh... This, 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 this is sort of like off-brand nature spirit stuff. We don't go for this. this so, so you'd be this... branching out? Ho ho, ho. I see you've noticed, I see you noticed them. That's very, very observant of you. Yes, well, they're, they're, they're quite obvious. Yes, the, the, the chapel is dedicated to Dagda, although we, we don't really hold services in his name as he does not really desire worship. But but I'm a servant of, of the nature god, Gillian. Oh, how long have you been in town? Kind of looks up at the sky a bit. And it's like, maybe an hour? Oh. Well, uh, please, please accept my warm welcome to, to Oakville. Uh, uh, did, did you come in on the cart? Everyone keeps asking us that. No, we walked. Yeah, what's the cart? What What is the cart? Uh, um, well, the, 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 the cart's just, uh, it, it, it's new. Um, some people like it and some and some people don't. Where does the cart come from? Um, all, all, all over the place, really. Although it, it primarily leads back west, uh, east. Oh. Wait, is the cart Where like is... short for something? Is this a contraction? No, that's just what the locals call it. Oh, okay. Is the cart here in town right now? Uh, it might be. It, it depends on the time. Um, the, the, the cart tends to come and go on a, on a daily basis. It usually leaves mid-morning and, and turns up later at night. Where does it arrive when it's in town? Well, at, 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 at the depot. Um, it, it's, and she points kind of just in a, like a kind of northerly direction. It, it's just over at the depot. Oh, okay. We can walk over there and see if we, what this cart looks like of, of course yeah please um enjoy your stay but 
would, would I be right in assuming some of you are adventurers? You, you, you have a you, you have a look of those who are capable, at, at least of of, of of achieving things. Thank you. Well, I achieved getting up and getting and having a drink today. So, uh, yep. Some people that that's an achievement, and uh, yeah, that's that's good, good, good for you. And she reaches out and pats you on the shoulder. Look, the, the, there's a farmer gone missing. His, his name's John. He went missing a few days ago, and, and and any help you can give the family would be very appreciated. Where is his farm at? Uh, it's just on the edge of town, and in this case, she points kind of like in a south and slightly westish kind of direction. Did it's he... about a it's about a day's walk or so to get out there though. It's, it's quite some way. Hmm. Well, we can either go... go well half a day if if you're like not taking your time. Do do you think maybe he got on the cart? If if he did, then he left his family behind without any warning. I mean it happens. But that's not John. John wouldn't do that. He was a good man. Was? Well, I don't know where he is. I don't like the sound of that was he there, is, lady. He is a good man. He is a good man. Oh, now, now you're backtracking. This is pretty suspicious. Each of you give me an insight roll. Jokes. <laughs> nope. But you add wisdom to that. What? Uh, okay. Oh, that's a 20. Yeah, Hold you on. need to roll D20. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep. <laughs> Total of 17. Nah, you beat uh, the oh, system. Yeah. You just type in roll... T <laughs> literally just roll 20, and yeah. <laughs> and it'll give you a 20. Nice um, one, Dan. She is legitimately worried and very concerned. Um, she sounds like someone whose friend has gone missing. Alright. We should and probably believe her. Probably. She she seems on the level. Like she she's flustered now because she's been accosted by four strangers in daylight and two of them have kind of said, Aha! J'accuse! <laughs> Jackson! She seems honest enough. So, um Yes, I, I will ask you guys which way you wish to go, to the depot? Or to the outskirts, to the farm on the outskirts of town. I mean, it probably makes sense to check out the the depot now that we're while we're in town. And then we can head out to see if we can get to the farm, find out what's maybe happened. All right. Well. If we want to be meddling people. Ooh, who doesn't like meddling? I mean, what are these people going to do if their farmer dies? Like. It doesn't look like anything grows here. Well, this is a town. You generally don't grow too much food, like in in Main Street. Okay. All right, to the depot. To the okay, depot. So you guys, uh, I, I probably should have just used my original word, which was station, but you know, um, <laughs> the. I'm going to redcon that in now. She said station. Uh, the station, as you guys can see, it is a hub of activity and bustle. Um, as you guys come in, there's a large, like, it kind of looks like a massive wagon, but there's no horses in front of it. 
in front of it, there is instead what looks like a, a kind of weird construction featuring two large humanoid armored figures that have like a lever that they push up and down to propel it along. Uh, among the crowds, you can see slightly smaller beings in a very similar way, making their way among them, uh, and various peoples. Um, there's a metallic clicking and ringing above the noise of the crowd. And each of these constructions have been painted bright red and gold and can be seen directing people along and, and carrying their bags for them. Kung looks very confused and then kind of motions up to Michael. Are those magic? Um, I, I'll just say no. I totally did detect magic right now. But... <laughs> and unfortunately, speaking of right now, uh, now Joshua will have to go back to work in a couple of minutes. I don't um, know what that is, but I hate it. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it, but, you know, legitimate employment's not bad. Okay, no, no, so, I mean um, the the train or whatever the, this contraption, this device mm -hmm. okay. you, you want to derail the adventure already? oh no <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, ready for no. you Tyler <laughs> I've been ready for you for months you open up another one of those books to see what was written on the inside Josh <laughs> <laughs> who is it dedicated to Josh? it says go to hell Ethan um <laughs> So, uh, guys, if we're, we're going to call it there because I need to get back to work and clean up the mess that I've made. Um, so, Dame, people should follow you on Twitter because your art is lovely and your rates are reasonable. Thank you. How, how can they look you up? What oh, your sorry. Handle? That would be the follow-up. Um, my Twitter handle is at Dame Ramasama. You will recognize it being uh, sadly devoid of art at the moment and mostly filled with fun posting. Lovely. Uh, Tyler? Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at, at Ronald Foos. And yeah. And people can find your podcast, Talking.Fail, and yes. the discographers. At uh, Club.Fail. Excellent. Jacob? Um, I'm on Twitter at jabbottsiu, so it's just J-A-B-B-O-T-T-S-I-U. Excellent. And Ethan, should people bother? Yeah, if they want. <laughs> I got SE2. Uh, Excellent. And I don't even play SE2 anymore. Why is that there? I need to change that. Yes, you do. Cool, but um, I will catch up with you all next week, and we'll uh, continue on from the station. Excellent. It'll... Sounds great. Two, you, mean two. The you mean the depot? I mean the depot. He changed it. I did. I already <laughs> moved it in my notes. The stationary depot. Oh, goodness. Very good. I hope the depot's stationary. Okay. It... Sorry, guys. I had to cut it off there because it, it is now eating into my actual work time. Cool. Um, guys, thank you very, very much for your time. Um, 